Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Charles Dickens and William Shakespeare have nodded their heads to the genius of the story. All of Rembrandt's skills couldn't capture the depth of the account. I told you last week that I have a tendency to uh, reflect on the account that we're going to read, but I reflect on it more through a Norman Rockwell filter. And I tried to paint that picture for you, and I said this, peering down the hillside, you see the homestead. It's surrounded by a strong split-rail fence. The yard is expansive. The long winding drive cuts down the left side of the property. Cast off toys that have been long forgotten remind you that time has passed quickly. The house is two stories, large but not overwhelming. Black shutters flank each window. Landscaping manicured, yard trimmed. In the background, barns are well kept and activity can be seen as the investment of hard days in the fields must now be managed. Affluent, but not flashy. Wealthy, but not wasteful. There are prominent features. There's the windmill, the corrals, the tire swing under the aged tree that stands towering alone in the front yard. However, the one feature that stands out above all else is the large, inviting, wraparound porch lined with rocking chairs. A small round table holds the off-use checker set. A sleeping dog is stationed near the screen door. Muddy boots from the field are left on the first step. It's a gathering place at the end of a long day. Iced tea and lemonade have been shared here. There's no better place for late night cups of hot chocolate in the cool of fall evenings. Dates end on the swing on the far end of the porch where long moments of silence are filled with spectacular views of the star-filled sky. The porch has served as base during intense games of tag. It served as a safe haven from sudden spring showers. Stories and jokes and serious discussions have found an audience here. Laughs and tears and life have been shared on this porch. But something changes. A young son, I like to picture him as 16-year-old since I have a 16-year-old. In my mind, he's 16 years old. He stomps up the stairs. We don't know why. Goes to his bedroom, grabs an old duffel bag, gym bag, fills it with all of his possessions, stomps down the stairs, finds his mother, leaves her shattered in tears, marches into his father's study, and with one announcement of his plans, he leaves this father broken and scared and scarred, stunned to silence as he says, Father, give me what is mine. In other words, Dad, I wished you were dead because I don't qualify for the inheritance until you're dead. So, Father, I wished you would die right now so I could have my inheritance. Give me what's mine. And the story goes that he opens the screen door and in his own sufficiency walks across the porch and steps off. It's Jesus' story, the prodigal son, or some have called it the lost son. It's told in Luke chapter 15. Listen again as he tells this story. Then he said, there was once a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, I want now, right now, what's coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country. There, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. 
And after he'd gone through all his money, there was a bad famine all through that country, and he began to hurt. He signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to his fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry that he would have eaten the corn cobs in the pig slop, but no one would give him any. That brought him to his senses. He said, all those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day, and here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. Uh, Today's Palm Sunday, and we talk about triumphal entries. This was not a triumphal entry. He comes back, and, and he gets right up, and he goes home to his father. And when he was still a long ways off, his father saw him, his heart pounding. He ran out and embraced him and kissed him, and the son started his speech. Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. He was calling to the servants, Quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get a grain-fed heifer and roast it. We're going to feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead and now alive, given up for lost and now found. And they began to have a wonderful time. All this time his older son was out in the field and when the day's work was done he came in and he approached, as he approached the house he heard the music and dancing and calling over one of the houseboys he asked, what's going on? He told him, your brother came home, your father has ordered a feast, barbecued beef, because he has him home safe and sound. And the older brother stalked off in an angry sulk and refused to join in. And his father came out and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. And the son said, look, how many years have I stayed here serving you, never giving you one moment of grief, but have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? Then this son of yours who has thrown away your money on whores shows up, and you go all out with a feast. And his father said, son, you don't understand. You're with me all the time, and everything that is mine is yours. But this is a wonderful time, and we had to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead, and he's alive. He was lost, and he's found. This morning, we move past the exit of the sun, and we begin to examine the beginning stages of the return of the sun. Self-centered and presumably self-sufficient, he leaves home to make his own way. But his story, like so many of our stories, seems to never go how we intended it. Uh, He attempts to do it his own way, and he fails miserably. And our intended destination, seldom if ever, when we're doing it our own way, works out like we thought it would. Anybody want to say amen on that? I'll say amen on that. It never seems to go like we thought it would. So off the porch, he, he, he he, he steps off the porch, and it leads him to this exit. But it also causes him to exit at that moment the protection of his father. And so then the, 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 the account goes that he begins to talk to himself about returning to his father. That's important. It's important to understand that what this young son is doing is he is literally rehearsing his return. Get this now. He's sitting in pig slop. He's hurting, he's hungry, he's helpless, and in that moment, he begins to rehearse his return. Now, we're pretty tough on the younger son. Here's a son that was set up for success, that should have been content with what was his, should have been diligent in managing what the father had given him, and he squanders it on wild living, and now he finds himself in a bad way, and we're tough on the young son. But maybe we ought to give him a little bit of credit because because at least the young son didn't just rehearse a return. He actually got up and returned. 
See, what I want to tell you this morning is one of the lessons that we need to learn from this account is this. A rehearsal does not equal a return. Let me see if I can explain. He actually gets up and begins the journey home. Too many of us, stay with me this morning. It's going to get a little painful right here. Too many of us only rehearse making things right. Too many of us stop at good intentions and we never actually follow through. Oh, y'all are quiet this morning. See, we, 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 we think about apologizing, but we never actually follow through and actually apologize. And I just need to tell you this morning that you can rehearse an apology in your mind all day long. But until you actually approach the person, open up your mouth, and say those words we hate to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, then it doesn't matter because a rehearse is not a return. Uh, okay? Uh, then you won't like this one either. We think about living on a budget. But we never do. Boy, if I wouldn't buy all that stuff I normally buy when I go to the mall, I could live. Man, I would have savings. And we rehearse it. We, we think about what it would take to revitalize our marriage, but we fail to take any actions whatsoever. We, we, we rehearse the steps we need to take to become more sold out and submitted to God, but we never actually get up and do anything about it. In our own minds, we play through the scenarios. If I would get up and spend time with the Lord before I go to work, in my quiet, I, I would establish a quiet time. I would probably have a better day at work. If I, if I could get into His Word, I'm going to get into His Word, and I'm going to read, and I'm going to spend time in His Word on a daily basis. I'm going to do it at such and such an hour and then we get busy and we rehearse that but we never fulfill that we rehearse a devotional life but we never develop one this young son rehearses a speech that he's going to make to his father because he wants to return but the one thing this young son has going for him is this is he actually got up and did something about what he had intended in his mind to do and I just want to challenge some of you this morning that what you need to do is quit playing it over in your mind and begin to play it over with your mouth and play it over with your feet and play it over with your hands and actually take some steps to accomplish what you feel like you should accomplish and quit just talking about it and thinking about it and actually doing it because good intentions are not enough. So he gets up and he starts his journey home. I just need to tell you, some of you, it's time, it's time that some of you take some steps. The account goes, it says that his father sees him a long ways off. And his father runs to him. And he embraces him. And instantly the son pushes the father off. And he begins his rehearsed speech. Father, I am here for one reason and one reason only. I am here to reporch for duty. I, I, I have messed up. I, I, I have determined in my own mind that if I could just get back to the porch, I'm not worthy to be your son any longer. So now, here's the deal I'm making. I'm reporching for duty. I will come back and I will be your slave. I will come back and I will be your farmhand. I'll clean the corrals. I will sleep in the barn. I will feed the animals. All I know is that I'm no longer qualified or worthy to be called your son. So here I am, Father. I'm right here in front of you. No longer. Don't embrace me as your son. Just embrace me as a hired hand, as a slave, as a servant. I'm here to report for duty. What we discover and what we need to see is that Many of us want to settle for being servants and slaves when the Father desires for us to be sons. 
what we discover is that many of us, when we make an approach, when we make a move to God and we recognize that we've been far off from Him and we attempt to make our move towards our Father, many of us, what we do is we stop short and we settle for being a slave. And here's why. Because we discover that our own righteousness is as filthy rags. So we have a worthiness deficiency. And in our own twisted mind, what we do is we come up with this system to, to, to fix our deficiency and we do it with this, work. We think that if we can work, it will make up for our lack of worthiness. And that's where the son comes to. He says, I will work. But, but I discovered something this morning. When you try to make up for your own deficiency with work, what happens is, is it leads to people who serve but do so in solitude. It leads to people that are incredibly busy and active, but they're also extremely miserable. Here it is right here, and here's the crux of the matter. They're in the house, but they have no heart. See, this, 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 this masterpiece of a story, what it does is it reveals to us the young son. When you read about the young son, it shows us how we want to return. When we've been far off from God, we want to return as a slave, as a servant. We're no longer worthy to be sons. We blew it. You gave us every opportunity. You set us up for success. You gave us power. You gave us favor. You gave us all these things, and we walked away from it. So now I'm going to make my way back to you as the younger son. So now I'm going to return to you as a slave. But it also reveals to us that the, the older son in the account shows us how we want to remain. Let me see if I can help you. I want you to notice this morning that the enemy didn't have to get the older son into a pig pen to destroy him. He could leave him in the house as long as he could keep him ha from having a relationship and intimacy with his father. In fact, the only thing in the story that these two sons have in common is that they're both using the father and neither one of them are loving the father. So some of us march away and we come back and want to be slaves and some of us are in the house and we have no intimacy and no relationship with the father and we're just as much serving as a slave as the younger son wanted to re return as a slave. Y'all ain't helping me this morning. I'm up here by myself. See, 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 one of them have been serving. The younger wants to, one has been serving. The younger son wants to serve. And the entire time, the father simply longs for them to be sons. That was his desire. Jesus comes on the scene to, re to, to, to reveal this. Uh, uh, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is John chapter 1, verse 12. Notice what he says. He says, talking about Jesus, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He the power to become slaves. Uh, see, I, know I got two people that's ever read this for themselves and know that, that that's wrong. No. He says he gave to them the power to become the sons of God. That even to them that believe on his name. His, he, he, he comes and shows up on the scene not to make us servants, not to make us slaves, not to hold us off at a distance where we serve in the house but don't know the Father. He comes onto the scene so that we can become the sons of God. 
He even reveals that in his own earthly relationships. All you got to do is turn to Mark chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, and you see an intimate picture of what's taking place. Jesus is modeling for us how we're supposed to be in relationship with the Father when he calls his own disciples. He's, in, in Mark chapter 3, it goes like this. He says, He goeth up into the mountain, and he calleth unto him who he himself would and they went unto him talking about the disciples and he appointed 12 listen very carefully and he appointed 12 listen very carefully and he appointed 12 why? that he might be with them not use them not preach through them we'll get there in a second not win multitudes through them Although we'll get there in a second. It starts off, he says, I am calling you to me. Here's why. Because I long to be with you. And then after that, it goes on and he says, and that he might send them forth to preach. Did you see the order? We get the order wrong. The order is this. Be with him first and then serve. Not serve in hopes that I can earn my way into being with him. There's an order. See, I need to tell you this morning. The enemy of your soul, the devil, he really isn't concerned with fighting something that you're doing. We always think the enemy's fighting what we're trying to do. And although he does present obstacles at times, I just need to tell you this morning that his ultimate goal is not to stop what you're doing. His goal and what he is fighting and what he is pushing against is he is trying to fight who you are becoming. If he can, listen, he will let you accomplish great things. He will let you make a name for yourself. He will let you talk about Jesus. He will let you serve Jesus. He will let you do all this stuff for Jesus if he can keep you from knowing Jesus. I want you to notice something about this account that has kind of blown me away. I've never seen it before now, before we started getting ready for this series. I, I noticed that the young son in this story, when he is reflecting in the hog pen, he remembers his father, not the house. I painted a picture for you of the house, but, but the truth is in the story, the young son remembers and sat there and recollects and and, and, and talks to himself about his dad. It is relationship that draws him back. But in his twisted condition, and like us, it is relationship that draws him back. But he tries to substitute service for sonship. We do the same. And what we end up discovering is that service never really fills the void in our life. Because now, we're just busy. And I got a word for you this morning. I, I, I need to tell you something, something this morning that I feel like the Holy Spirit gave me for some of you. And here it is. Many of us are occupational orphans. We're working. And we're fast-paced. But we're also fatherless. I hope that hits you right between the eyes right there because it hit me when I wrote that down. We are occupational orphans. We're fast-paced but fatherless. See, 
in this particular body where you're worshiping at this very moment, we talk about service a lot. And we do so because we are convinced that we are literally called to engage. That is part of the makeup of who we are. We, we will give you a pass for a little bit of time, but after you've sat here for any given length of time, three months, four months, and, and recoup and recover, maybe longer if you've really been beat up, we expect all of you to get involved and in, get engaged and serve somewhere. So we expect that. But at the same time, we want you to also understand that we don't serve to become sons. We serve because we are sons. We are sons first, and we serve because we're, we are in relationship. And if you want to reporch for duty, you need to understand that if you show up in a messed up condition, and the only reason that you want to serve is so that you can show the Father you're back in the vicinity of the Father, but you don't know Him, then you've missed the whole story and the whole reason we even do what we do. Because the Father wants you to reporch for relationship first. And so here's the crux of today's word for you. Some of you are like the young son because you've walked off the porch into destruction. And you need to do more than actually rehearse a return. You need to return. You need to take some steps and get rid of some things out of your life. You need to make some things right with people. And you need to make some things right in your spiritual condition. And you need to spend some time getting back into relationship. That way you walked off the porch on your own volition and by your own choice and now you find your life being destroyed and it is time for you to make your way home for relationship because of that but most of us have either returned home or we have been home the entire time but we have an experienced relationship And we're busy, and we're involved, and we serve, and we volunteer, and we sweat, and we give, and we sing, and we pray, and we clean, and we usher, and we greet, and we park cars, and we work the green room, and we work in the children's ministry, and we work in the youth ministry, and we sing on the worship team, and we do all this stuff. And we're fatherless. We literally go through the motions in hopes of staying protected and in hopes of being provided for and praying that we'll still have peace. And the entire time, like the older son, we don't even know our father. See, this morning, this is what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to take time. This is the reason we split our worship the way we did. Because here's the truth of the matter. Next week is one of the most important weeks on the calendar year. We will have CEOs here next week. Christmas and Easter only. And if you're not careful, young sons are going to come home. And older sons are going to stand there mad. Because they came in late, and I've been here early, and they're being faded. 
And if you're not careful as an older son who's been in the house, you can miss relationship as easily as the young son did when he walked away. And so this morning I'm asking you to take time and reporch for duty, not, not for duty. I want you to reporch for daddy. Think about that a minute. The worship team is going to come back now. And we're going to ask you this morning to reporch for relationship. I'm asking you to spend some time. We, we intentionally broke the service and gave you plenty of time this morning to get to know him again. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Some of you need to fall in love with the Father again. It's not that you haven't been serving Him. You've been serving Him, but you do it out of duty and obligation, and there's no love at all. I'm asking you to lay down your excuses. Lay down rehearsed reasons as to why you can't. I got stuff to do. Then you're a slave. Your servant. I'm asking you to lay down planned presentations. Don't even approach the Father and say, I've been here all along. I've been serving. I've been taking up the offering. I've been greeting. I've been helping people find their place. I've been, I, I've been, forget about what you've been doing. And take some time and think about the fact that the Father's been here waiting to know you and to love on you. And according to Jesus, wants to be with you. You don't understand, Steve. I listen to worship music in my car all week long. Really? Really? That, 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 that's it? That does it for you? That, that's how intimate you need to be? You don't understand, Steve. I'm busy. I got it. I'm busy. That's why I'm preaching this message. There are days that go by that I forget. He wants to be with me. Yeah, I'm out there trying to serve and expand the kingdom, but he wants to be with me. Why? Because I'm his son. He's my father. And it breaks his heart when his sons go, you know what? I'm building the family business, but, 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 but I'm too busy for you. There ought to be some parents in the room that can understand the father's heart because about the time your kid turned 16 and got his or her own driver's license they didn't have time for you anymore Am I, are we the only one they just take off you don't even know where they are what no more you didn't even say bye I called Tyler they said you didn't even say bye spend some time this morning to simply love on the Father that has longed to embrace you as a son and I want to ask you this question when is the last time that you really stepped up on the porch and stopped and spent time with Him there will be no dismissal this morning they're going to sing I encourage you to find a place that for some of you that may be in the chair you're in now for many of you it will require you to get up and move so that you get away from distractions and as they sing this morning I want to challenge you find your father and don't ask him for anything 
know him again. Three porch for daddy.
protection, oh Lord, in the shadow of your wings today, oh God. Draw us, Lord. Renew relationship today, God. Restore relationship today. Yeah. 
church, sing it. He didn't have to do it. Oh, oh, praise the one who made my day. Raised his life up. Oh, praise the one who made my day.
Father, for protection, but most importantly, for relationship with you, Jesus. Draw us into yourself this morning, Lord. Draw your children to yourself, Lord.
It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.